and welcome to the Alchemist Inkwell. This is your spiritual podcast for grounded people. I'm Emily. And I'm Crystal Lynn. And it's a bookend episode. It's technically yeah. June 1st when we're recording this, but it's cool. It's still a bookend yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you for bearing with us. Last week, we had a very Mercury retrograde week. And so you guys got a very Mercury retrograde past episode reposted. Um, if you hadn't heard our live talk um, at the Women's Indie Podcast Summit, that's what we reposted again, because we covered some really fun stuff there. Um, mm-hmm. But we, I also wanted to touch on, I know we got some good feedback about like how to release um, blocks limiting beliefs when we did that episode. So, mm-hmm. so thrilled that that was helpful to you all. Thank you so much for listening to that. Again, that's like one of our passions and we're just glad that it could be helpful because it's not something yeah. that we can really either cover of us cover on our TikToks because they're so small. And so being able to do it on the podcast was really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You can't really plug all of that into even three minutes. So yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um yeah. And so today we thought it would be fun because the energy over Mercury retrograde and actually since eclipse season really has mm-hmm. just been it's been a doozy, honestly. That's like the best way I can describe it. It's been a lot. Um, and all of the clients that I've talked to in the past couple of weeks, I've been like, how are you doing? Are you all right? (laughs) And like 50% of them are like, the world is literally falling apart on my face and I do not know how to breathe anymore. And other rest of them have been like, yeah, it's fine. I guess like I'm just floating. Um, and yes, to both of those things, that is pretty much the consensus energetically of how all of these things coming up are being experienced. Okay. So it's funny because I just spent like a week at NORWAC, which is the Northwestern Astrological Conference, which was amazing. But a huge topic was these eclipses, um, the new cycles, so many new cycles are completing and restarting right now, all around the same time, lots of new things coming around. And, you know, certain things that have cycles of sometimes even like hundred years where you get back to around to exactly what we're going through. And the whole theme was what is going on in the world right now? Like archetypally we get it, but when can we expect things to, to go differently? When can we expect this to, to develop? So, you know, astrologers are literally gathering right now to, to cooperate on how we can best frame what's going on, what we can expect and how we can, um, endure and thrive through any adversity that's still to come. And it was just, it was so fulfilling, so amazing, but also like we need to take responsibility for what we do in the world. And this is our way of kind of getting all everyone on the same page, which was so cool. Yeah, absolutely. So we thought with this episode, we were just going to kind of talk about the way that we dealt with the things that came up for us during Mercury retrograde. Um, and how we navigated them, the things that we grew through or the ahas that we had. The goal of this is in no way to be like, you should have handled it like we did. It's not that at all. We just wanted to show examples of how Mercury does teach us through this retrograde period, because when this publish, when this episode comes out, it will be going direct literally the next day on Friday the 3rd, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we Thank just goodness. wanted to offer you guys some hope and also hopefully give you guys a little bit of space, whether it's after you listen to this episode or later that night or whatever it is to just have some self-reflection yourself on mm-hmm. all of the stuff that has come up and maybe the things that you were taught about yourself throughout that whole process. <laughs> yeah. And the, the useful thing about this is, you know, before Mercury went retrograde, we talked about what to expect. Now you can actually go back 
and see how that happened. And you can get the retrospective retrograde. Um, so you can see, oh, this is especially keeping in mind the houses that Gemini and Taurus are in, in your personal chart, those houses will help you understand what areas of life for you were receiving this retrograde. We're being affected by it. And now you can go back and, and really understand how that movement uh, played out for you. And so when the next retrograde comes around, it'll be in different signs, but then you'll be able to understand that how to kind of prepare for it that way as well. So this is a really good bookend for the retrograde as much as it is for what we've read this month. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, I just want to say I'm very, very mad. Mercury for starting out Gemini season in retrograde. It is an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Gemini season is the best of the seasons and it had to just poo-poo all over it. (laughs) By the time the, yeah, I think it should be getting back into, um, it does spend an awful lot of time in Taurus, which is hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the post shadow phase goes until the 18th of June. So by that time, it'll be back in Gemini and it'll be doing more Gemini things. Yeah. Only a little bit though. I know. Um, <laughs> no. Obviously there was a lot of very intense things that came up and happened in the world, specifically in this country um, over retrograde. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, it was a huge huge shifts, lots of divine rage. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure I highlight that because that was a huge thing that I I said huge again, but whatever. Mm -hmm. That was something that big that I um, healed through myself or acknowledged myself that the retrograde was teaching me is where divine rage should be placed and where it should not be placed. And also the value in sitting and thinking about what you are feeling or um, what is going on prior to deciding that rage is the next step Mm -hmm. um and a lot of the things that came up were very fitting of it um a lot of the things that came up required a little bit more thought before we got to express said rage and that pause button energy was really really hard to navigate (laughs) oh absolutely honestly i think the mercury retrograde was a benefit in that during this time not only did we have the wrapping up of the eclipse season but just this last sunday um Mars and Jupiter conjoined in Aries, which Mars rules. So it was expansive fire and um, let's say aggressive fire in a fiery place. So that divine rage, you know, divine, let's call that Jupiter, which is a, a very spiritual kind of planet with the expansion of consciousness even, and the rage of Mars being conjunct in Aries. Like we are the the way to constructively use it was to get a lot done use the abundance of energy and apply it to just busting through any kind of block or roadblock or whatever but a lot of us had to sit with i have nothing to do with my hands but i've got Mm -hmm. tons of words i want to share and so we found places to share those words we found ways to communicate that whether that was in journaling or on social media or anything like that but mercury being retrograde and the, uh, the ruler of communication and writing and things like that um, was, was that little pause button. So if you were able to take a pause, I think this is actually a benefit we got from having Mercury being retrograde so that we had the opportunity to take a breath and think a little bit before really giving into that, that impulse to act. I fully agree with that. 
Um, and it was definitely challenging. And I shared this on here before, but I was mad at my guides for like a decent mm. portion of this retrograde because yeah. I felt very unwarned and unprepared, which of course that's what they were doing is warning and preparing in a lot of ways. Um, mm. other things just continuing to show us ways that the world is not working that need to be fixed. And yeah, there's going to be a tipping point eventually and we're getting there and it's building and building and building. And um, it's going to be very intriguing to see how that plays out. But that was a big lesson for me too. in retrograde of like, that's fine. Be mad at them. Mm-hmm. Be mad at them as much as you want, but you have to still sit and think about how you're feeling, yeah. um, which was a challenge. And that also goes for like motivated energy too, because some of you may have felt that big burst of energy of like, yeah, like there's stuff I want to get done, but it felt very much like all of us were still held back from doing a lot of stuff. Things might have moved without you controlling them for you. Mm-hmm. Things might have moved moved very distinctly and bigly piggly what is with my brain we're still in retrograde when we're recording this so i'm just going to blame it damn you mercury why (laughs) i'm gonna use it it's a good word bigly um for you externally like things might have moved around in your life without you actually choosing to have them happen or you know decisions might have been made that came to you in a good way or a negative way like there's a million different ways that this could show up but you actually being the one to do the action was very much held back regardless of how much motivation you had to do said action and that was a huge thing for me too that came up during this retrograde and that I just had to keep acknowledging me like that's so wonderful I have these ideas give them back to me when I can move on them like yeah please do that with me because I can't keep sitting in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and a lot of progress has been made too. Like things have come up suddenly and it's like this brilliant, uh, opportunity. I know Emily in your life, you've experienced one as well. And these amazing opportunities come up, but there are opportunities that show up with the, I would attribute to the Mars Jupiter. So really big opportunity for movement and progress, but you have to hit a beat because we're still in Mercury retrograde. So starting something would actually fizzle and burn out pretty quickly or would have to be um, revisited a lot throughout the, the duration of its cycle, what, however long it lasts in your life. And so Which is the fact that- cool for some energy. Like yeah. the revisiting, like people who are starting- because I know people did start some significant stuff during mm-hmm. retrograde. Those things aren't negative just because no. you started them during retrograde. They're going to be revisited and retouched on and reassessed. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get to change your direction with them a lot. Like it's a lot of freedom there too, if that's what you're going for. Yeah. I actually have a friend who is also an astrologer that signed a work contract during a retrograde. And how that's played out is every once in a while, they renegotiate their contract. So mm-hmm. they get to negotiate a raise or negotiate uh, a different distribution of responsibilities and that's perfect for them. Mm-hmm. So I, I also really great point want to bring up that just because something happened during retrograde, because life happens, mm-hmm. stuff does happen. And sometimes it was meant to happen during retrograde so that it will be more mutable moving forward, have the flexibility, have the changeability, and that can really work out in your benefit. Mm-hmm. So if it happened during Mercury retrograde, don't don't give into the gloom and doom of, oh, it's doomed to fail. It's destined to change, mm-hmm. but that's okay. And some things you want to change, mm-hmm. like some things changes the goal. Like yeah. just for a pure example of like, if you decided you're going to start a night writing a new book during retrograde or whatever it is, that that's good. Write it. Yeah. Sure. Start it. 
start writing it during retrograde. By the time you finish your first draft anyway, you're going to go back and make a million changes to it. So it is something that is inherently immutable energy at the core of it. Or if you start a different kind of creative project, that's a good thing. It's just sometimes, you know, if you had to go to court and sign legal stuff, maybe that wasn't always exactly what you wanted. So that's just kind of the perspective. (laughs) Or if you had to go to court and sign legal stuff, maybe it'll come back around and work out even better on a second pass. But I think a really great um, thing to keep in mind during Mercury retrograde, and I probably would just use this as a mantra every time there's a Mercury retrograde, just saying perfectly imperfect. Mm -hmm. Gosh, it's so nice to give yourself permission to not have to do things with such precision that it causes stress. Mm -hmm. And I think Mercury retrograde really gives us that, that permission whether we're conscious of it or not. Cause again, Mercury is going to retrograde, whether you know it's doing it or not. So the cycles and the, the themes that come up in your life, yes, it can be extremely validating, but just know you're, you're a person living their lives and that should be priority. Just be living your life. And if you can align it with, with uh, convenient timing for things, fantastic. But if it's really going to be a detriment to you to not to, to have to make yourself, um, too rigid toward the astrology, then it's probably out of alignment. Anyway, you would feel if it were in alignment, like, um, Mm -hmm. with, with your situation where it makes sense to ask for some time to process and Mm -hmm. to work it out, but not everybody has that all the time. Yeah. Some things have to happen and that's okay because it's, that's, you know, that's, um, how it was supposed to happen because that's how it happened. Mm -hmm. So don't hold yourself, um, up to huge, judgment. If something happens and it's like, Oh, it was retrograde. I should never have started this relationship. Right. I should never have whatever. It Mm -hmm. will remain exciting at the very least. And you can think about it that way. Yeah. Um, I do also want to say communication slip-ups, big misunderstandings between people, huge, Mm -hmm. absolutely huge. Um, I had a very large one with my amazing darling husband (laughs) and we worked it out. It was fine, but it was just like, both of us were talking about completely different things while using the language that was the same and that was a very common theme mm-hmm. of not just my retrograde but like in general with people I've been talking to with the energy it's just like miscommunications misunderstandings big time and tech was really affected this time too it was yeah yeah like technology and infrastructure this time just really was a doozy some mercury retrogrades it's kind of okay it's focused on other spaces travel or other fun things like that mm-hmm. this time tech just really kicked it. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I traveled during this Mercury retrograde and all of my flights oddly were on time. And I say oddly, not because Mercury retrograde, but because lately over the past two years, travel has been so, uh, inconsistent and yeah. a little bit unreliable that I was actually surprised. All of my flights took off on time. There were no maintenance issues on the plane or anything like that. And mm-hmm. super grateful because it was awesome. But, um, but other things that did happen were technology, communication. Um, what was it? I think our microwave broke a lot of my appliances, mm-hmm. speaking of like infrastructure and things that we rely on for resources. Cause if you think about a microwave and part mm-hmm. of this mercury retrograde has been in Taurus, Taurus rules our resources that support us mm-hmm. microwaves, warm food. <laughs> So it made total sense to me that during Mercury retrograde, I had a glitch with our microwave, but I did also find out something from the last Mercury retrograde 
that was solved, which was my ice machine, if you recall back then. <laughs> we actually know why that happened now and we can prevent it in the future. So again, it is that full circle cycle situation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for me, I had an entire day where all of my town had no power. That mm. was fun for no reason. It just, they never told us what the reason was. It was from 3 a.m. till 3.30 p.m. and no power. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> So that was super fun. Also, the amount of no call, no show readings I had over retrograde were really astounding. Like mm-hmm. many of you guys know, I'm booked out quite far and usually no call, no shows happen very few and far between. So it's like a considerable handful. And the whole time I was just like, it's just Mercury. Like they didn't see their calendar invite or it didn't get saved mm-hmm. or they'd missed this email or it went to junk, whatever. It's very Mercury energy. So like no fault of their own, but I was just like, mm, no, I know what's going on. Yeah, my own calendar has been where people have been somehow able to, through a glitch, um, schedule outside of my hours that I offer. So I've had to multiple times be like, I'm really excited to speak with you, but this time slot shouldn't have been available. And now we have to go through this, you know, kind of a headache of a process, but let's do it this way and, and we'll figure it out. But yeah, the scheduling has been, has been a thing. Yeah. Also, um, and this is just this is just a little warning for everybody. TikTok has been unfollowing people from me without their permission. So mm. um, if you were following me and you don't know if you're following me anymore, go check. Uh, just because it's I've had, I think, I don't know, at least seven people reach out to me at this point. Be like, I was following you and now I'm not following you. Um, and my TikTok following count is just being really wonky. So mm. I know they're doing it. It's obviously a Mercury retrograde thing. It's a glitch. Something's going on, but just for anyone listening, just make sure because it's been, it's been a reported and consistent thing to me. So here we are. Well, and by the time you're listening to this episode, we will be in the, uh, direct post shadow phase. So again, from, from, uh, June 3rd through June 18th, it is the time to go back over everything that got all disheveled during retrograde and just fine tune it, lay it to rest, organize it, get it all set up to be able to move forward. So if Mm -hmm. something feels like I really should check on that perfect time to check on that Mm -hmm. and just go through and make sure that the, the bolts are all tight and all that kind of stuff so that when we move forward, it'll hold up. Yeah. On that note too, do you want to talk a little bit more about the astrology we can expect for this upcoming week? Yeah. So, uh, the astrology for the, the week between this episode and the next is, I'm able to say this a couple weeks this month. It's um, there aren't as many transits, but they are important ones. So we do have Mercury stationing direct on June 3rd. And so anything that has happened um, since April 26th, because that was pre-shadow, you'll have noticed between April 26th through May 10th, which was pre-shadow stuff kind of began arising that maybe since uh, May 10th until June 3rd did need that readdressing and that that revisiting. Um, and now it will get its its conclusion and its wrap up between June 3rd and June 18th. Things again regarding um, Gemini and Taurus. So major purchases or you know finances, resources, uh, anything that really supports your livelihood may have come up. And um, just any kind of unexpected travel scheduling, other stuff 
that came up, just know the conclusion to that story is on the way if it hasn't already. So I always like knowing that you have the comfort of this feels like a really open loop right now. It will resolve shortly. That's always comforting. And then the very next day on the fourth, Saturn is going to station retrograde. Now, I know every planet except the moon and the sun, uh, retrograde, they all do it. (laughs) And some of them take longer than others. The reason mercury is so stand out is because it's fast and because mercury, um, is closer to us. It's a very personal planet. So Saturn being retrograde, Saturn is actually the furthest of the seven traditional planets. And so it is a very slow mover. So the things that Saturn brings up during retrograde aren't going to be as like in your face, especially with Saturn's nature. It's not an in your face kind of planet. So the pre-shadow for this actually began in February 27th of 2022. And so that's the, when Saturn was at the, um, the beginning of the degrees, it will recover during its retrograde. So important to note, if your Saturn return is between the degrees of 18 Aquarius and 25 Aquarius, you may get a little bit of a, a, (laughs) yeah, a revisit of themes around that. Um, And then that will complete actually on Halloween. And the post shadow is going to be until January 27th, 2023. So remember, we're not rushing anything. Saturn is structural. Saturn is supportive. Saturn will take things away because they're not built to last. So if you've noticed since February, some stuff feeling like, is this going to be supportive for me in the long term? That may come up between now and October 31st, where you decide it is or isn't. And then the conclusion to that story that began on February 27th of this year will unfold and resolve between Halloween and January 27th of next year. Mm. <laughs> love, love retrograding Saturn on Saturn return stuff. That's just fantastic for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure it's like, aren't you 18 degrees Aquarius? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's going to station direct on your, so that's a very important uh, moment for you when it stations direct. So around Halloween, we will, we will see. Cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to be happening around Halloween. I will tell you what, our summer <laughs> is really, really ridiculous. Yeah. Um, for l- lack of a better term, it is just so much stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think there's... a lot of people are feeling that way. It's, I don't think just Krista and I, but like, <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot happening. Um, mm-hmm. Just in the energy, sure. But like, the world has decided it's moving again, mm-hmm. whether we're ready or not is mm-hmm. kind of the feeling of it. And like, in some ways I'm super ready, like so excited to be doing all the things that we're able to do now. So excited to be traveling again. My Jupiter's in the ninth house, um, in exalted in cancer. So it's a big part of my life is being able to travel and experience. And it's actually a big part of my mental health, getting out mm-hmm. of my routine and out of my space every once in a while. Um, I was traveling this weekend and I realized how much it really did help me get out of the stuckness I was feeling because Mm -hmm. I got somewhere new, somewhere fresh, somewhere a little bit less predictable. Mm -hmm. And the things I would usually hyper fixate on because I have nothing else to occupy my mind with 
were not a problem. And it was just wonderful to be able to like, feel like a human being Mm -hmm. (laughs) and engage with other people. And now that I'm home, I'm like, okay, how can I remember that and keep that in play between now and my next trip? Um, But it's, yeah, it's, it's also this uncertainty that goes along with it. Cause we're kind of wading into the water and seeing how it goes. And, um, you know, it's a very yeah. uncertain thing to do, but we also have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Also on that note, Krista and I have a really fun announcement next week. So we will have some really cool things to chat about next week's yeah. episode. I believe it's next. Yeah, it is. It's, ne- it's mm-hmm. next week's episode. Okay, cool. Yeah. Next week, we have a really cool announcement that we finally get to talk about that we've been waiting mm-hmm. on for like six months. Yes. And I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So we made sure to wait for this until after Mercury Retrograde, and we're going to announce it after Mercury Retrograde. And once things are finalized so that we know that we reliably can announce it without the possibility of things shifting too quickly. Yeah. So, yeah. so we're really excited about it. So just keep an mm-hmm. ear out for that. Um so on that note, let's let's bookend. Um let's bookend. Because we've we've done Kristen didn't do with me much reading, and I decided I was gonna get into graphic novels. <laughs> so I read a lot. Yeah, a lot of my reading was in preparation for Norwak. I was reading a lot of like Firmicus Maternus and astrology mm-hmm. books. So lots of nonfiction um astro- astrological reading for me this month. But uh my uh my one fiction book that I was listening to was the Atlas six, mm-hmm. which I had really high hopes for because the cover is amazing. The, the premise is amazing. Um, the name is amazing. Like I was all about it. My, my one, well, I have a couple of things that I wish would have been different about it. And it's that, um, it's very, sorry. It's in spoilers. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I, I'm going to try to avoid spoilers. Um, okay. Since I wouldn't because I have opinions be, on it too. Yeah. There won't be any story content spoilers. It's mostly the themes and the, the feeling of resolution that goes along with it. So to me, it's very obviously the first book in a series. So mm-hmm. it's very establishing, which opens a lot of loops and there's not enough closure at the beginning of the book for you to feel like you invested your reading time into a full and complete story that has more to tell. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it, it also has what I'm imagining is a cliffhanger um, at the end that I remember listening to it and I was like, okay, cool. We're going to start wrapping stuff up and, and, you know, I'll, I'll finally understand this part. And then all of a sudden it was, this has been an audible production. And I was like, wait, what, how is it over now? That, that felt like a mid chapter kind mm-hmm. of moment. Um, and in addition to that, I just wish that there would have been more character development on personal levels and in the relationships between these characters, since yeah. uh, the characters spend over a year together and it just felt like maybe they were together for two weeks mm-hmm. with, with how much their attitudes didn't develop you know they were at the beginning what they were at the end in many many ways so and and also you know the the premise is the library of alexandria and how it's kind of like this conscious uh library of i'm not really sure the depth of it and i again the following books in the series will probably cover this but i would like to have had more to entice me to want to pick up the second book which I'm not feeling at this moment. I have like 50 pages left in the Atlas six. I've been nursing it for a month and a half. Mm. 
it got real slow real fast and stayed slow so yeah i understand that being said i started listening to legend born today Mm. and i'm already loving it so i'm intrigued i have a feeling that we're going to get a lot out of it so i'm looking forward to completing that one and talking about it on the next bookend episode yeah yeah so i think the second one's coming out in like two months or something too nice coming out soon perfect yeah um it's i really i anything arthurian i will i love typically Mm -hmm. Eh, not not i think the point of your deception was terrible um anyway (laughs) it's one of the worst books i've ever read Mm -hmm. not true but pretty damn bad um yeah so this month i started out listening it listening to magic for liars and i was in it i thought it was pretty cool um it centers around a magical high school but it's nothing like hogwarts and Mm -hmm. there was a murder that happened at the school and they have to bring in a private investigator who's a twin sister of one of the professors and she has no magic this twin sister so she's dealing with a lot of like trauma stuff from her growing up with a sister that had magic and the death of her mom and like this whole stuff so it was a really cool exploration in like kind of healing and sisterhood in that sort of way and like set in like kind of a magical backdrop but I was so severely disappointed by the ending (laughs) I just Mm. can't it's one of those books where um she's telling a story to someone the whole book you're she's telling a story to someone and you're waiting for that reveal it never gets revealed you do not know who she's telling the story to or why and it's not you it's not the reader i mean kind of but it never touches on why like why is she telling the story that like the end of the book is like her talking about how she's never gonna tell this story and that's like the fucking end i just i can't i was just it was it made me so mad um so that was kind of a moment um and then I dove in and I proceeded to read all four volumes of Heartstopper. Um, do it. It's wonderful. <laughs> do it. I cannot recommend it enough. If you need a cookie in the form of a book. Oh, I love all that. Four, yeah. All four volumes of Heartstopper. The fourth volume is um, check trigger warnings, I guess, mm. on that one. Um, it's dealt with really I guess kind of the third and fourth volume. All of the concepts are dealt with really sweet. It's incredibly inclusive. I've watched the TV show after because it just came out as well. And they do the TV show really, really well for an adorable graphic novel about gay people in London. And it's just, it's amazing. I loved it. Then I read the Tea Dragon Society and that's another graphic novel. And it's so cute. I can't handle it. There's no story really. It's not very good on words and like actually developing a story, but the world is precious and the art is gorgeous. And I just, fantastic. Um, I really, really liked that one. And then I listened to Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe. Mm -hmm. I had thought about that one, but you're. I struggled with it. Um, First of all, it's narrated by Lynn Manuel, Lynn Manuel Miranda. So that was fun. I loved that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it has no plot. So don't think it's going to be a plot book. It's not Aww. a plot book. It is a young boy's internal monologue uh, covering essentially a year and a half of his life. And mm. stuff happens, but it's not like a plot. Like, it, no. Um, and I understand its literary value genuinely though it wasn't for me it's not Mm -hmm. written for me it doesn't it's not written for my 
me to be the reader. So I honestly don't feel like I can even speak on it because it wasn't written for me. It Mm -hmm. just was not. Um, and that's fine. Um, I perspective. Yeah. I, I jumped into it because a lot of people recommended it. I won't be jumping into the second one because I'm not the audience it's for. So that's just the, the moral of that story. Mm -hmm. Um, it is really, really wonderful as far as, uh, I think a lot of people who have ever grappled with like gender identity, those kind of things. I think there is some cool stuff in there, but it's really, um, it's really kind of specific for, I think it's readership. And I think mm. it really has to appeal to like um, young gay men kind of at the core of it. Um, young, especially Mexican gay men or Latino mm. Mexican uh, gay men. That is not me obviously. And so I, I just felt the whole time I read it, I was like, this is not for me. This is not, I'm not supposed to be like, if it's not like I'm not supposed to be reading it, but this is not written for me, which is why I'm not mm. resonating with it. And I acknowledge that it's beautifully written. It's done really uniquely. So there's that. Um, I read the the graphic novel, The um, Prince and the Dressmaker, mm. and I love it so much. I love it so much. I cannot tell you how much I love it. It is beautiful. It is so sweet. It is so inclusive. I wish it existed when I was younger. It is just a magical work of fiction in a graphic novel form. The art is beautiful. The story is wonderful, and it's just fantastic so if you pick up anything I read this month pick up that one I would say would be the one I would recommend um and then I just started reading because I needed something that was like light and funny uh what is it called oh no no twin crowns is what it's called and it's kind of like a twin switching places sort of situation which is just light and fluffy and cute and like that is all I want from it is light so we'll see how that goes um yeah and then in paper I've been struggling through the atlas <laughs> we'll see how that goes uh but yeah it was a really productive reading one for me I had a lot of fun but mostly because it takes me 25 minutes to read a graphic mm-hmm. yeah they are nice aren't they yeah. yeah so yeah if you have any graphic novel novel recommendations too that are like you love them and you want to throw them somewhere please give them to us <laughs> yeah. I would love to read them for sure uh yeah kind of where I'm at awesome um yeah overall i'm excited we're moving out of mercury retrograde Me i'm too. excited there to get to so this- many so many announcements that i'm ready to be able to make that hopefully by the next episode one or two of them will be ready mm-hmm. so yeah but thank you all so much for listening and tuning in please take some time check in with yourself as well of how what did you learn through this what were your biggest struggles what were your biggest wins what were your biggest ahas just so that you can consciously experience the things that we are going through um Mm -hmm. as we step into this next season so on that note we hope that all of you go out and go Go make make some some magic. magic